everyone. Welcome back to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. And this week, my guest is Gina Naknak. She is a content creator that inspires and empowers others through storytelling and educational content related to personal development, career, and business. Once unemployed, depressed, and drunk, Gina's personal development journey started from rock bottom. She began learning about mindset and business from thought leaders in the space and transformed herself from an ex-corporate employee and failed IG model struggling with alcoholism and mental health to a creator that now lives with passion and purpose every day. Through raw storytelling and high-energy educational content, Gina empowers people with the mindset and strategies to level up in life and business. Everybody, please welcome Gina. Hi. I'm so happy to be here with you. I am happy that you're here. I found Gina on TikTok. I love TikTok. I meet so many new people on TikTok and I'm scrolling. I'm about to go to bed and her TikTok just really struck a chord with me because I feel like we're soul sisters. I am also an ex-corporate woman (laughs) and I too quit my job. I actually lost my job in 2008, 2009 because of the real estate crash. And you do go through this like deep depression and you go through this, like, who am I? Because we've spent our whole lives and we're trained to spend our whole lives to graduate from college, get that career, live in corporate, do the six figures. And then once that's taken away from you, and that's one thing that people, and I I know now as, as 2020 happened, are starting to realize that corporate America doesn't give a shit about you. You are just a number. If you do something or say something or it's no longer in their budget, you are gone. And they don't care whether or not you have a savings, whether or not you're a single mom, whether or not you have a mortgage, whether or not you have something else lined up. So let's tell your story. How was your journey as a fearless female? Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. You know, um, I think that is the experience that so many of us have had, um, you know, working in the corporate environment. I think, you know, the most challenging thing for me was so much of my personal identity was tied up in my career, right? Mm -hmm. So very much like you were talking about, I grew up uh, raised by a single father. And he always used to tell me like, work really hard, do well in school and get a career and you won't have to work so hard in life because money is hard to make. And that was just his understanding of it. He worked two jobs. That was the reality that he was living. So that was something that I just kept on hearing over and over as a child is money is hard to make. So work really hard, work really hard. You know, that's how we're kind of conditioned in this like pursuit of you know, achievement and getting to the next level and all of that. And so, of course, I carried that with me, you know, through my adult career. I feel like I played Goldilocks in my career so often. Um, I started off my career in real estate and I was doing that for like a decade and really decided like, this isn't the industry I want to be in. Transitioned to working as an assistant, um, but was working as an executive assistant because I really wanted to learn about marketing. I thought sales isn't it, but I like marketing. I'd I'd love to learn more about that. So I was like, let me put myself in a position where I can learn. So I was the executive assistant to the VP of marketing and e-commerce. And that was a really great opportunity because it gave me a really good view of the full lay of the land. 
And, you know, I remember going into that interview and he asked, what is your five-year plan? And I remember being like, man, I don't have a five-year plan. I don't have a five-day plan. Like, this was literally like my last stop before deciding that I couldn't make it in LA and just move back home, right? Yeah. And this was kind of like my Hail Mary. And I was like, man, so I didn't have it scripted out in my mind, you know? So I just spoke from my heart and I just said, you know, I really love to learn as much as I can about marketing, just listen and learn and absorb. And then I'd love to go back to school and finish uh, my degree. I have two more years left to get my bachelor's and then eventually transition to become a marketer. And sure enough, it's like, as sure as you speak it, you know, that's really became the blueprint. And that's uh, really why he hired me because he was really interested in, you know, developing and growing another marketer. That was his contribution as a leader, develop his people. And so that's exactly what I did. So I spent, you know, five years in that role uh, with that company. And I worked my way up from assistant, ended up going back to school, getting my degree. I was working full time. I was like going to school full time. I was also raising my hand for marketing projects so that I could get my feet wet, you know? And so I was an executive assistant and I was like launching the influencer marketing program. And, you know, it was like, everything was going, I, you know, graduated, you know, was able to graduate, like at the top of my class. I was like, yes. Like I felt so proud of myself. Like, you know, I was like, got promoted from assistant to marketer. Everything was going like Mm -hmm. taking off, you know? And then all of a sudden it was just over in an instant. It was just, wow. I just got laid off. Not expecting being laid off. Oh no. I mean, I was with that company for like five years, mm-hmm. you know? So it was just my life really. Yeah. So because I was so entrenched in just like getting to the next level, you know, like that was so much of my personal identity was wrapped up in my career and you know, what I was doing in, in that sense and my happiness too, because it was like, I felt so connected to my colleagues. It was like family, yeah, right? celebrated birthdays together and like, you know, did lunches and we were just a unit, you know? And so to just have that all gone, your livelihood, like everything, your, what your identity is, people that you feel are your family, just gone in an instant. That was a huge blow for me. Yeah. It's like, just think about it. You're in this tribe and you guys are all like collectively, you know, trying to get this goal. And then one day they're like, sorry, you're not a part of this tribe anymore. And, you know, sometimes, at least for me, some of my coworkers who I thought were like my best friends, because you've, you know, you've been with them for five years, like you said, celebrated birthdays and all kinds of things, shared a lot of things, not just, you know, about work, but outside of work. And then they just kind of just shut you out. It's almost like they don't want to catch what you caught, which is like getting laid off. Right. And so they like eliminate you from their life. And you're kind of like, well, what happened here? And then you kind of have this, like, what did I do wrong? And the shame and the guilt and all of the like negative, you know, story comes into your mind thinking you were, there was something wrong with you when really it's, it's just business, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. You start really questioning your value. For me, my experience is like, I mean, a ton of people got laid off. The business ended up ultimately folding. So, I mean, it wasn't so much for me, like, why was it me? It was like, it was happening to everybody. The kind of like crisis that I was experiencing was just like, what do I do now? 
I hadn't been on the job market in five years. I didn't have yeah. a resume. I didn't have a portfolio. I felt like a divorcee, like <laughs> the dating scene. I'm like, what? So what do you guys do over, you know, what do you guys do here? You know, yeah. and feeling so extremely lost. I mean, you know, things like putting together a resume and portfolio, those things are intimidating, you yeah. know, especially if like you don't have the records to really speak to that and have to like build it from scratch. So, oh my gosh, I had so many of those like moments, that whole experience of being laid off. I was unemployed for a full year because oh. I laid off to Q4 of 2019. Wow. You know, which is like the worst time to get laid off, like Q4, like nobody's hiring in Q4. Yeah. And then on top, you know, and then right after that, I'm like 2020 comes. I'm like, all right, you know, 2020 is here. It's new year. Like this is, it's all going to turn around. And then boom, pandemic. Pandemic hits. So it was like, by that time I was already like nine months into unemployment and, Mm. you know, everybody pauses. So like literally until it started back up again. So it was like a full year. Yeah. I was unemployed. And that time was one of the most challenging, but rewarding parts of my life, really, because that hardship and that challenge really gave me an opportunity to like transform and really like demonstrate what I was capable of. Like I just had to push and like had to level up in so many ways. This episode is sponsored by CoachSnap. Are you looking for an all-in-one platform to help you build your coaching business? Then you need CoachSnap. It allows you to schedule appointments, collect payments, train and support all of your clients' needs. Health, fitness, hockey, football, or even life coaches can use CoachSnap. It's the business platform that will help you be the best coach you can be. And so what did you do to get yourself through those dark times? You know, when you, obviously it's not just you, it's like the entire United States of America is on pause. Like, how did you get yourself through that time? Yeah, I would say the biggest thing for me was consuming content related to mindset. Mm. So I was raised on impact theory that yes. was the first show and Tom Bilyeu, the first show that really introduced me to the concept of mindset, the power of your mind. And of course, you know, introduced all the thought leaders that gave the science behind neurology and how all of that stuff works, right? Yeah. Even like how it's connected to like your gut and your microbiome and like, Mm -hmm. you know, and just like learning about the strategies and being introduced to principles again, like the law of attraction and, and all of that. And just learning about, you know, techniques and how to control your thoughts. Cause I remember like one day just being on my bed, depressed, you know, like just struggling, you know? And I just remember thinking like, man, if I could just get a hold of my thoughts, like if I could just control what I'm thinking, because I had so many negative, like self-defeating, hopeless, just like thoughts running through my mind that I was like, man, if I could just control what I was thinking, I can have a better handle on my life. Yes. Kind of like that saying, you know, when the, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Yes, exactly. And yeah, just to be introduced to those concepts of like, 
you know, how, what are the strategies that you can use to reframe the way that you're thinking, right? That you can learn to have more gratitude in your life with like a gratitude practice, like how meditation plays into all of these things, like learning about the techniques that can really help strengthen your mindset to make you more positive, more powerful, like those are the things that really helped me. So literally, I just in the beginning consumed all of that content. As the more you know and you understand, then you're like, okay, you yeah, know, this is why successful people have a morning routine. And, you know, this is why these habits are important. So it started with that. It really just started with consuming that content, right? Because yeah. we need good out. Right? Yeah, We're just like watching, you know, mindless TV all day or dramas or, you know, you see it like when you watch a drama, you cry. Yeah, exactly. Happens, but it's it, it's invoking in you. You watch positive, powerful, empowering content. That's how you're going to feel. There was two things that you said in your TikToks that like really was like, yes, this girl is totally, you know, aligned with how I feel and what I preach and teach because I'm also a life coach. And one of the things is gratitude. And when I was unemployed and I was like depressed too, and obviously for me, I contemplated suicide because I thought to myself, well, all that I worked so hard for, you know, I'm first generation graduated from college. I'm the first person to ever go from high school to college without getting pregnant. I'm the first one to actually work in corporate America and then to like have it removed from me. I was living in Newport beach. I thought like I had made it. And then now I had no job, nothing to define me. And for me, yes, like the economy had crashed, but I took it completely personal. And obviously I had a lot of healing to do that you know, caused me to have all these negative thoughts. But yes, the negative thoughts got so bad that I contemplated suicide. And it wasn't until I watched Super Soul Sunday with Oprah and she was like, practice gratitude. And I remember, and for you who are listening and are dealing with your own depression or have just recently lost your job or maybe are going through a divorce or terrible breakup, gratitude will help you reframe your thoughts. And I didn't think it was possible, (laughs) Um, but like, it was just like, I just started to think, okay, I should be grateful for the fact that I have a roof over my head. I have a bed to sleep in. I have a refrigerator full of food. I have a little bit of gas in my car, but I have a car, which a lot of people can't say. And so I started thinking about just the littlest things to be grateful for. And once you start to focus on the good, more good shows up. And then my whole entire thing changed. I ended up getting a job. But the second thing that you said in your TikToks too, was not just the gratitude, but also having like a morning routine and doing something every morning to set your day up right. So what is your morning routine that you can share with everybody? Yeah, I love that question. So the morning routine basically breaks down to one is what I call brainwashing, right? (laughs) Negative connotation, but I like to, you know, in the spirit of reframing or making it a positive thing where we're thinking about actually like cleansing our mind, right? Yeah. Call it mind cleansing, but um, maybe we'll rebrand after this. (laughs) Um, But so brainwashing is consuming educational or inspirational content as soon as you wake up. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I like to do that as soon as we wake up is because when you first wake up, your brain waves are in like alpha and theta. Mm-hmm. And that is a high level of suggestibility. 
So it's almost like you're kind of like in this kind of trance state and then you start feeding it, you know, really positive or inspiring messages. Like you're an, at an optimal state to really absorb yes. that information. So start with brainwashing and then move into exercise. So uh, Rob Sharma, author of the 5am club, uh, goes into, you know, all of the important reasons why we should exercise in the morning. It releases all kinds of really good neurochemistry, dopamine, serotonin, you know, all of the things that we really need to get us like fired up and like our brain, like optimized, right? Because it yes. all starts with our mind. It's like that body mind connection, right? And then I go into journaling. Um, which includes gratitude, goals, and affirmations, right? Yes. Really setting time to look at all of those things. And even under goals, I go deep. I have like nine categories, like relationship, family, spirituality, learning, adventure, like all of the things, you know, and then break broken up to like, what do I want to accomplish now? And then, you know, three to five years from now. So you really have like short-term view, long-term view, Yes, you know, affirmations. So affirmations, my affirmations, I write to counteract the negative or limiting beliefs that I have. So I shared earlier that one thing that I would hear growing up as a child is money is hard to make, right? Because that's what the experience was. So this is this ingrained limiting belief in me that money is hard to make. You need to work hard. And so that has always been my existence working really hard, right? Yeah. And to toiling for, you know, to what you feel is like not even enough. So my affirmation is I make money quickly and easily. Mm. What I love and providing solutions to people that need them. Also, like as you know, coaches or creators, or, you know, you feel like you don't want to be salesy, right? And some people start feeling some type of way about that. So I really like to include, no, I'm just providing solutions to people that need them. Yes. Completely reframing, you know, what you're doing, right? And so I love approaching affirmations in that way. And then, yeah, just topping it off with meditation, you know, Mm. And it doesn't even need to be like, you know, month style hours, <laughs> I mean, 10, 15 minutes, you know, we'll do it. It's just taking a moment to sit with your thoughts. And really the purpose of meditation for me is just to gain more awareness of the thoughts that I'm having in my mind. Yeah. Not shut them off. Right. But just to, to just like sit back and just kind of be an observer of my thoughts. Like, oh, I'm thinking a lot about that. Yeah, a lot about this. I'm worried about that. So, you know, I think when we have more awareness of what we're thinking, that's how we can start to really start to gain control and start like, oh, that's a negative thought. That's a negative thought. I'm going to replace it. Like that's how it's become really powerful for me. Um, oh, I love your morning routine. I I do something similar. I call it the Power Hour, which I I read off of the book. But another thing that you said that I really loved in your TikToks, and I I think that more people need to hear this, 
is the ability to to be humble and to say, I don't know it all. And to be able to just learn from other people. You know, sometimes we get into that space. Well, I have a college degree or I have my master's degree or I already know it. Or I have some people who are like, I'm older than you. Why why are you going to be my life coach? Uh, Because I spent hours reading all these books and going to the courses and doing, have you, right? And I think a lot of people need to be a little bit humble and know that they they should be available to learn and to never stop learning, right? Did you have any like encounters with that? Like as you were starting this new thing where you were just, or you were just ready to consume it all? Yeah, no. So tying my identity to being that of the learner instead of, you know, being who's right and the best all the time, that (laughs) that has been a, a, a new revelation for me and something that I picked up doing coaching as well. Yeah. And it's because I think, you know, we always come from this place of always wanting to appear that we are the expert, right? Mm -hmm. Especially like if you're a consultant and, and, you know, professional environment, like whatever it is, you always want to present yourself as somebody that's competent, confident and all of that. And so I think we get really tied up in posturing and making sure that that's how we are presenting ourselves because, you know, we want to be perceived in a certain way. But I think that is a very fragile kind of way to carry yourself because you're not going to know everything. I right. You're the expert in whatever. You can always get valuable insight and feedback just from having a different perspective. They don't even have to be an expert in the field, right? Right. So to leave yourself open to that, to be open to receiving feedback from other perspectives, and then to also detach your ego or your value to being right, because it's completely unreasonable to expect you're always going to be right and you're never right. going to make mistakes. So inevitably that those things are going to happen. And then what, every time you make a mistake, you're going to feel defeated. No, dude, just like take the lesson. Like, I just don't know everything. Even if you had all the best intentions in the world, right? And then that way you can bounce back from failing and falling on your face. Like this happened to me recently. Like. It's kind of embarrassing, but, you know, I like really went after my dream job. I shot my shot. I was like leading social for one of like the biggest names in personal development. I was like, whoa, I can't believe that. I was literally just like watching you on YouTube. And now here I am like providing strategy for your business. Like this is crazy. And I was so like in it. I was so happy to be there. I was so proud. And I made a mistake. I share everything on social. And this was a lesson for me as a content creator as well, is that, you know, there are boundaries to that. Even if you have the best intention in the world, yeah, shared a piece of content to me, like my heart was in that, like that I, I was just happy and proud to be a part of it. And I shared it and it was a mistake because there are, you know, there are rules and, you know, there are privacy things and, and things like that, that I just, you know, I just didn't consider and so, you know, I was just beating myself up over it. I, so anyways, because of that, I ended up losing the job like a month later. Oh my gosh. Which was devastating. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, like, I can't believe I did this. this. I'm so stupid. Like, you know, how could, how could I have messed this up? 
you know, and I was like completely like devastated and heartbroken by the whole thing. And, you know, I had to really like take that blow because it was my fault. Like (laughs) there's no one else like, and you know, you should always take accountability for anything that happens to you. I think it's just more empowering to just take accountability. And so I took it on the chin, man. And I was just like, it was really hard. I was like, how am I going to bounce back from this now? Like that was such a blow. And that was what helped me in Mm -hmm. shifting your identity from you're not this perfect person that does everything right and is the best all the time. You're just a learner. You're here to learn. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. You're going to learn from them. Dust yourself off and keep on going. Exactly. And I love that you reframe that and, and everything is a new redirection of like where you're supposed to go. And maybe you weren't meant to be there and now you're doing other things. So tell the audience what you're doing now um, and how you're helping other people. Yeah. So currently um, I'm really focused on creating content across TikTok and Instagram. It's all related to personal development, career, business. You know, I really just share all of the lessons and experiences that I'm having, you know, as a person that's trying to be the best version of myself, make an impact while doing it, doing meaningful work, contributing in a meaningful way. And that's why I love just creating content because you have an opportunity to just share with so many people, right? What you're going through, the lessons that I'm learning along the way and the tips too. Like if I find something that's like working, like hey, I lost this job and gained three contracts. Like, this is what I did. Like, I literally just share everything that I'm learning along the way in hopes to, you know, empower and inspire people, you know, in the same way, you know, because we're we're all going through hardships, right? Yeah, exactly. And what would you say to someone who is like, kind of like iffy about joining TikTok or sharing on TikTok or even starting their business, you know, I feel like a lot of people are still hesitant of putting themselves out there. I think they still think like Facebook is the place to be or um, Instagram is the place to be. But I really feel like TikTok is growing um, and is even going to give YouTube a run for their money. What would you say to someone who is still hesitant and thinks that like TikTok is for, you know, teenage girls dancing around? So I'm a huge advocate of TikTok just because I feel like TikTok gave me a fresh start. I really plateaued on Instagram after I rebranded because I was like trying to do the IG model thing. (laughs) So like all of my audience is like 90% men. And then I started talking about mindset and I'm like... You know, so uh, <laughs> we're like, no, we want you without a mind. <laughs> right, right. We're not interested in hearing what you have to say. So that that's what really happened to me on Instagram. And I feel like, you know, even people that didn't rebrand are having trouble gaining traction on Instagram because it's just oversaturated. Mm-hmm. Right? There is a lot of content on the platform. It's extremely difficult to gain traction and to get reach. Um, unless you're kind of like already established on that platform. So that's feeling on Instagram, TikTok, however, because, you know, it's definitely grown. It's now like the number one search platform, even above Google. Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. 
but a lot of people, you know, still aren't that familiar with the platform or haven't migrated over. And if they have migrated over, they haven't yet created content for the platform because that's just a whole nother thing to understand is like how to create for the TikTok platform. It's very different um, than Instagram. So yeah, because there aren't a lot of people creating on the platform, there's a lot more opportunity for reach. Mm-hmm. You know, like I grew to 12,000 followers on TikTok, you know, in a year. It honestly, I didn't blow up quickly or anything, but, um, <laughs> you know, that, that happened fairly quickly, like in the last year. Yeah. Which on Instagram, it would probably take you five years to get 12,000 followers. Yeah, like nothing has changed on Instagram, um, in the past year. So I would say, you know, if you're really serious about promoting your business on social, you definitely need to get on TikTok just because there's way more opportunity for reach, growth, and, you know, it's just like way more fun to be on TikTok. Right. And one video can literally go viral, right? One video can go viral overnight and you wake up in the morning and you have all these messages and you're like, wait a minute, what happened? (laughs) Right. You never know which video is going to go viral, but you can instantly gain like five, 10,000 followers overnight. So if you're listening, I mean, and you need help, maybe Gina is your coach that can help you like migrate all your content into TikTok. Um, So as we wrap up this episode, Gina, what would be your nugget of wisdom for anyone who may be thinking about a career change or struggling with their mindset or feeling depressed because they really don't know what they want to do with their life? What would be your nugget of wisdom for them? I would say if there's a will, there's a way. Definitely. Like you just need to believe that. Like Mm. there is no excuse for why you cannot be the person that you want to be or make the impact that you want to make. The only thing that's standing in between who you are and who you want to be is your beliefs and your Mm. habits. Ooh, I love that. That's beautiful. All right. How can my audience connect with you? Yeah, you can find me on TikTok. (laughs) I know everybody's going to get on TikTok now if they aren't already. So I'm at Gina dot knack knack that's n-a-c-n-a-c and then that's the same as well on instagram at gina dot knack knack yes and she also has an amazing playbook tell them about your playbook yeah so i created the level up playbook it's an unemployment survival guide but really it can apply to anybody really that's looking to level up in life and business It's broken up into three sections. So the first section is all about the morning routine. You know, it has everything from a schedule with the link that you can add to your Google calendar. There are resources in there, like a link to journaling, a link to playlists for workouts, um, music to listen to while you're meditating, and then a freelancer starter pack. So for anyone that's just trying to start off or grow their business as freelancers, this comes with the same thing, schedule, templates, templates for your resume, your portfolio, scripts when you want to DM potential clients, like literally everything that you need to get you started. And then the third section is called get the job. And very similar also has a schedule mindset exercises and templates for, you know, getting the job, 
resume and scripts as well. Oh, that's amazing. Everybody, if you're looking for it to level up, make sure you get her playbook. Thank you again for listening to Journey of a Fearless Female. I'm your host, Paola Rosser. If you love this episode, make sure to share it with your friends. You can find me on the internet at fearlessfemale.com, on Facebook, The Fearless Female Movement, on Instagram, at Fearless Female Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And ladies, remember, we have the power to rise and face everything. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.